Welcome to the Climbing Fierce podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping Christian women of influence steadily climb towards the plans, purposes, and presence of God. I'm Hannah Schaefer, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Dr. Claudia Dempsey. Join us this season as we explore key topics, strategies, and growth points that will help you not only grow in your faith, but to help others do the same. This is Climbing Fierce. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of the season. We are so glad you're joining us because we are incredibly excited about this opening series that we've launched called Unlocking the Confidence Coast. If you've tuned in last week, you heard Hannah and I talk about personal confidence and the fact that it is not only a sense of assurance in who and what we've been designed to be, but it's also this key ingredient for those of us who are seeking to engage life and the journey of faith to its fullest. So we spent some time last week unpacking that very difficult reality. And I know this was surprising for some that gender roles do play, uh, it plays a role in this larger confidence equation, because the reality is, is that women are generally predisposed to far greater levels of insecurity and underconfidence than men. So today we want to take this conversation a little further and really unpack the importance and significance of a stabilizing and propelling sense of personal confidence. And because we believe this info is just so critical, our team wanted to bring in just a voice of authority who has, who's just given so much time and commitment to this topic, because we want to make sure we're not only communicating this as effectively as possible, but that we're, we're not missing any of those critical pieces that have to be part of this conversation. So today I'm stepping in for Hannah and I'm going to serve as the host and introduce a friend, a coach, um, really a, a leader in this industry, Trish Blackwell, who's an expert at empowering people to get past self-doubt to overcome self-limiting beliefs and to perform at their highest level. Trish, she's so involved. She coaches women around the globe, many of whom have been Olympic athletes, CEOs, high achieving entrepreneurs, cultural influencers, and the list goes on. But, but here's what she does. She helps these women refine their perspectives and overcome past circumstances or setbacks so they can step fully and powerfully into their God-given purpose. Trish is a CEO and the founder of the College of Confidence. She is the host of the top-ranked podcast called The Confidence Podcast. That's how I personally found her. And she's someone I've personally learned a great deal from as I've walked through my own confidence journey. So Trish, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Gosh, Claudia, thank you for a lovely intro and for welcoming me and inviting me into a conversation I feel like is so necessary and that isn't talked about enough. And I, and I think what also affects the, the, the gender gap of confidence is that we have shame about our underconfidence. And I'm, I'm hoping that one of the things that today's conversation does is normalizes the need to work on confidence. It's just part of the human journey, right? I mean, one of the things, my, my specialty and who I work with is I help in, in particular driven women gain more confidence and level up. And a lot of people are like, wait, driven women? You mean the ones who are already high achievers and the and the go-getters, the ones who seem confident? And that's that, like, I just wanna, let's like, it's a lot of it's smoke and mirrors, right? Like it's, we, we, I just wanna normalize and neutralize that there is nothing wrong with a need to work on your confidence. In fact, it's, it is a mature approach to, to looking at what you've been given 
and, and, and asking yourself and reflecting, am I stewarding every skill level that God has given me? And if I had more confidence, would this grow more? And the truth is yes. And so I think it's a, a, th- a skill that anyone at any level should be aware of where their confidence measures at and what, how they can grow it. And I'm just, I'm excited to, to help free some people from any shame that this is an area that they might want to work on. Yeah. I love that. And the normalizing element of that is so huge. And I know for me, I, we shared this in the last episode and I know Trish, you and I personally have talked about this. I came into the search for personal confidence thinking, wow, I I'm probably alone in this. And I suspect somehow the train left the station without me. I know everybody else has got it. I kind of missed it. Um, and was kind of on this discovery of how to find some missing pieces only to then discover, oh my gosh, this is, this is not just a, a singular issue over here on my side of the table. This is something experienced by so many women. So normalizing this, I think is one of the key steps exactly. to begin to move forward and help raise that bar for women everywhere who are looking for that that stronger sense of assurance and yeah, that gift that God has given them and what they're called to do in this life. Absolutely. Well, you know, this is something you've devoted so much time to. I know that you have uh, for, for years, it's probably well over a decade now have developed incredible resources at high levels, but can I ask, can you briefly share when did when did you first come to the place, even in your own experience, in your own journey to say, Hey, something might be out of alignment here. I yeah. might be missing an ingredient. And I think that ingredient is confidence. Absolutely. So I'll give a, a very aerial view of my journey. I was a, a highly, highly driven division, well, athlete, um, originally with Olympic level potential and expectations placed on me. And at a young age, you know, adolescence was competing at the level of a lot of collegiate athletes. And so there was a tremendous amount of pressure at that time, uh, in my sports swimming, being hydrogen, the, 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 the more lean you are, the potentially faster you swim through water. It's hydrogen being hydrodynamic was of at that time, the theory to faster swimming. And I started overthinking athletically. I started psyching myself out with races. I started feeling the pressure of at the time being the best and being the person people were going after and the expectations. And I was, I wasn't given the tools to shoulder. And I realized it all went back to, oh, it's all your thoughts. It's all confidence. And that was at the time I started saying, okay, I'm going to be a person who talks about confidence. And that is, it's clearly like everything, all the paths that God led me down led to Here's another facet. Here's another facet. Here's another facet. Um, and I think it's this linchpin that opens up the potential of people's lives. Right. Yeah. And I, I love the fact of just the progression of a story. Yeah. And um, would have been great if it was one aha moment at 25, right? Oh, I wish. And yet it was this progression, but coming to realizing the significance of perspective and mindset. And oh my gosh, I've never heard that well in her skin. We do talk about this idea of being at home in my own skin. And we, Uh we did bring it up. Hannah had last asked in the last episode, like, okay, where does faith come into all this? Cause this Uh sounds a little bit, um, like promotion of self, um, ego boosting and, um, and we unpacked that a little bit, but as a woman of faith, as you're walking through this journey, were there ever times where some of this felt like a t- contradiction for you? Uh, faith, faith, I think is calling me here. And yet as my understanding of confidence, I feel like I'm supposed to step in over here. Yeah. I had a lot of contradiction with my faith. I had a lot of struggle with, um, 
the, the pressure to say, God has given you a physical gift and you're not maximizing it, but my brain was getting in the way, but then also, oh, you don't have confidence in your skin and Trish, it's so temporal. It doesn't matter. It is so prideful, so vain. It's your, like, I, I had this just constant berating of myself about what mattered. And I found though, there was a lot of spiritual warfare happening to distract me. I really believe that whole season of my life was a constant, was there was a battle and it was a battle for my focus. And the reality is that if the enemy could get me to be ashamed of myself and believe that lie, I would cower. I cowered in life. I was living technically a very successful life, a great leadership. I was doing great things, but girl, I was 50% of my real mm -hmm. capacity. I, I would talk about my faith, but I wasn't like bold about my faith. Like it, it, it was for me, it was such a, it was such a, a thorn in, in my side area where if I got distracted and filled with shame about the, how the world saw me or, or overthinking, and then, then I would beat myself for how unspiritual that was, how unimportant it was. And then I would shut down and not, and not use anything that would not be love in the world, not go and be Christ in the world. Right. And so it was definitely, definitely a struggle. Mm. You know, it's, it, I'm thinking of uh, a podcast of yours that I was listening to back in the fall. And I believe you know how you sh you'll share a comment from a listener and one yeah. of the uh, comments made by somebody was like, I'm having trouble putting some, some taking the stigma away from self-confidence because it yeah. sounds so bad. And you went in and talked about the wisdom of this, but I really mm. think it is coming to a place of self-regard. It's not self-elevation like or promotion, mm. but a regard mm. for the designer and the design that I had nothing to do with you ultimately did not pick this body you were given, right. you know, and you, and how we then embrace and lean into that. Um, again, if you've given me a Ferrari and I'm Ferrari and I'm driving it like a skateboard, I'm That's missing out right. on something and understanding the vehicle we've been given to drive. So yeah, it's, I think it's so important that we bring clarity and awareness to this because how much is like lurking in the shadows, right? And you talked about uh -huh. just the deception and the confusion and it's it's not a linear, and you and I have talked about this, it's not an A to B, oh gosh, I'm gonna take two steps forward and get to confidence. Yeah. It's it's this kind of the expanding of our circumference of who we are and growing and just wisdom and understanding. But uh -huh. in your years of walking through this, and again, I thousands and thousands being served through what you're doing. Um, and I bet the number, we could probably even come up with huge numbers for those who've really been, when you look at the implications of just even gener generationally of who's been impacted, but then who they're impacting because they got hold of some of the truth you're communicating. Have you observed common pitfalls or yeah. areas of insecurity that seem to be a, kind of a, a stronger foothold or a stronger area of, um, concern for women when we're talking about this issue of confidence? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the pitfalls are it's, there's the doubt that we have, um, the potential and the opportunity to be, I really believe world changers, difference makers, right. To, to be kingdom movers, to be massive, to be contributing to, and really have a calling and a purpose. And and I think if we, the, the I think, oh, how do I say this? I think the biggest pitfall, especially for women of faith is the belief of why well, you really shouldn't be worried. It, it, it's, it's the, 
not wanting to have self-confidence because of the self. And I agree, but self-confidence, if we translate as you offer self-regard or confidence in the person that God intended me to be the miracle and the masterpiece that I am and honoring him as a reflection of his glory in this world, that I honor and steward everything he has, he has given me, including my gifting, my personality, my, my interests, my body, then, and I have the boldness to say that that is enough. And when I, when I give it back out, God will multiply it and it will make a difference. I think most women are, we go, okay, I want to think like that. I want to have God confidence. And I'm great with that, except the reality is that we are women and we're distracted in a world that is inundating us with messages of not enoughness. And so when the minute we don't feel enough, we don't want our, our husband to touch our stomachs. We, we, we draw back and there, there becomes division in the marriage physically, or we go, oh, or we, we, we go, oh, I'm going to, I want to go lead that Bible study. But you know, um, when I look better, when I feel like more of a leader, there's so many, re, uh, if then statements, if I do this, then I'll do it. And honestly, and, and whether we have shame about it or not, I think we hold ourselves back the pitfall of going when it's a pitfall of I'm not ready yet, or I'm not sure I'm good enough yet. And I think not acknowledging that I have an insecurity and not giving it to God, not recognizing too the, the pitfall of that. This is a, um, there's, there's enchainment happening here. We are in a battle for our focus and our, and our ability to our joy, our blessings in this world uh, and, and, and the, and being free. And for me, when I think about the pitfalls of my insecurities and overthinking and anxiety and uh, self-concern and all the thoughts and distractions and the, and the eating disorder and self-sabotage or comparison, all of these things that, 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 that chip away at our true confidence and our true identity in Christ. If, if the enemy can steal your identity and your voice, he renders you useless. And I think that's the attack. And, and for everybody, the pitfall is going to look different, but I think acknowledging that this is bondage. And then, and, and for me, I have one of my tattoos is, is, is says freedom. And it's based on it's, it's from Galatians. It's, it's for freedom that you've been set free and to stand firm. Meaning like I've been set free, but now it's my job to stand firm, which means I'm going to continue to be attacked. I think the pitfall is believing that I'm confident. I got good. I, I identify, I know my identity in Christ. I know who I am, but, but to, to not stand firm and think that you're not going to be susceptible to something ridiculous or you go, oh, I should be beyond that. I should know better. No, we are humans in a world that's advertising to us lots of, and we have an enemy attacking us. And I think the the pitfall is, oh, well, no, I know why I'm in Christ. Well, what does that look like lived out every day? And how are you reminding yourself? And how and, and how are you standing firm? I think we get stuck because we think, well, no, ch I checked the box. I know that. I know that I shouldn't worry about that. I'm good. And I think we have to give ourselves some time to go, is there anywhere that I'm allowing insecurity or, or doubt or comparison hold me back from being the woman God wants me to be, from being this confident version. Because the women that, that I see God moving the world with are confident and willing to step in their calling. I, I see confident and courage good together to activate calling. I love that. Right? Yeah, that's so good. So it's a very messy answer to pitfalls, but I see no, pitfalls no. as bondage, right? And going, yeah. I'm, and I have to be aware and we and to be mindful of our own. I think sometimes I see I struggled for I think longer than necessary because I had over spiritualized. I was the five year old who wanted to be a missionary, right? Like I had over spiritualized a little bit of like really separating, and I 
uh, and I had some mentors and 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 who, and people who love me go, you should don't worry about your body. It's in quoting me scripture about it. And then I then I felt shame about my struggle, and then I would beat myself up and feel even worse. And so acknowledging if you struggle with something, and this is a pitfall to not judge it and not just, I mean, for yes, rock yourself into like block into scripture, but don't use the scripture against yourself to then make you feel even further from God. I, in my struggle, it distanced me. And, and that's what the enemy wants. He wants to distance us in our fellowship with the Lord. Well, you know, and as you're talking, Trish, I'm just thinking, this is exactly why someone like you didn't just put out a three-step plan to walk to confidence, just right. the, the complexity of this. It really is. This complex. really is very layered. It's so individualistic in that my journey is going to little look a little different while there's commonalities. There's so much specific and specifics. And that's why I, I so appreciate just what you've invested for others, what mm. you're offering. Um, but, you know, as I hear you talk, I wonder if there'd be somebody who's listening, who's like, okay, she's talking to those who feel called to be world changers, right. who um, are CEOs. And I'm right now sitting here and I'm maybe in a season or station of life that doesn't look anything like that. And I don't even know if that's coming. I don't, I don't know that I'd put that label or that mantle on myself as somebody who's going to have that degree of impact. Do I worry about this? Do is this something that um, mean should mean as much to me as somebody else? Um, what would you say to somebody who's in that place of maybe not even feeling like I'm significant enough in the call mm -hmm. that's been put on my life to even try to make the climb toward greater confidence and greater yeah. influence? It's a great, great question. And I think that the, what is required of us is to keep in perspective the God we serve. He is a God who multiplies. He's a God who uses the lesser. He's a God who uses the unlikely. And I, one of my favorite things is to think about the moments in my life, the random compliment from a stranger, the, 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 the person who has no idea that they had impact on me, who might be thinking that, and I can look back and go, you changed my life. That thing that that person said to me that day, created a domino effect. And I think that if we understand the power we have of our words, God, God is used. It's so, it's so beautiful to me. I think that we rewire our brain and he rewire, we can stand firm and take hold of truth by really becoming students of the words that we think. And we also know that we, we live on his word and we know that he created the world with his words. And so there's power in words. And we are, if we are his creation created after him, we have power with our words too. And that is so evident. And so I don't care if you are 87 years old and you only see three people at Walmart and you have power with your words in a world. And then the influences you've been given that matters. And I think to minimize the power of words is also part of the, one of the strategies of the enemy to dis to kind of discount ourselves. But that, that, that little, little impact, you have no idea who you're going to say a compliment to that might, for, that might, they might be without, you knowing being the happiest person, you know, but be struggling with suicide ideation and your one thing, or your willingness to compliment a stranger or be the first to, to welcome somebody to a, to, to, to a small group, to be a welcoming person is often the thing that changes the world. Not the people who are necessarily leading companies, making legislation, all of that matters. But I, I really believe that the micro little influences matter as much as the quote unquote macro things that we glorify, that we glamorize or that we see headlines about. Right. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like there's this discounting 
sometimes of who we are. And this, again, I think circles back to the whole thing of, gosh, I'm, I'm probably not, the call on my life is probably not as significant as Trish Blackwell's. Um, th this may not mean as much for me or uh, the journey is going to look different because she's got a, she's got a more significant call, but the reality yeah. and what I suspect as we step in, what happens in this journey, as we climb higher, almost you, if you imagine, you know, climbing that mountain, uh, the mountains, uh, the, the clouds around the mountain seem to, to fade at times. And there's greater clarity and greater opportunity as we go forward. Yeah. So what looks like three steps today may actually just be three steps into something brand new that takes you into something bigger and further than you ever imagined. Well, and I think also too, Claudia, is every call is significant. Mm. And I think, you know, we, we, we live, the culture we live in is constantly comparing. And I, I find so much encouragement in the, in the parable of the talents so much because it keeps me in my lane. And at the end of the day, I want to go, did I, what, how did I use what I was given? Cause that's what I'm responsible for. And so to ask, and I think a prayer can be, Lord, show me how to use better, how to steward better, how to multiply. He's called us to multiply. What, what do you want me to do with where you have me and what you have given me? I want to be faithful. I think that now in order to be faithful, I need to have confidence because I'm going to probably be called a little that out of my comfort zone. Even if that just means inviting the, the neighbor down the street, that seems a little like with their walls up and making the effort to break down their walls. That might be what you're called to it. That could be generation changing for a whole lineage. Yeah, no, that's great. So you've worked with women, lots of them. You've seen them at different stages. And I know that you've actually worked with some who have gone on to do pretty remarkable things. So can you just share a little bit? What do you distinctly see when a woman steps from a place of underconfidence hmm. into a place of, of just this new level of confidence beginning to emerge what do you see as the bystander looking on? What, what's evidenced in her life? Because I, what I'm hoping to drive home is the absolute significance of what this looks like in the life of a woman. I love it. Well, I, I, what I see is I see a family changed. I see marriages changed. I see wealth changed. I see lifestyles changed. I see leadership within, for anybody that's like a woman who steps into more confidence in a workplace setting, I see workplaces changed, place people served better. I see communication change. We, we, I believe communication is the key to, to life, it's key to, key to relationships. And one of the, the biggest thing that breaks down is in communication is a fear of conflict. But if you have confidence and you're willing to communicate, then conflict is always simply opportunity, right? And you never, and you, and with confidence, you learn to not personalize everything. And, and I also want to offer another example of confidence not example, definition is what I meant. I believe confidence, and this might help for the like, is it confidence in self? Is that wrong to say? Uh, call it what it is, it's belief. Having confidence in something is having belief. So what I see when I see women strengthen their confidence in their general life, I see them strengthen their confidence in the Lord as well. I see them strengthen their confidence in their ability to be bold about their faith. I see, I see b their belief in that God, that in the, in the security of God, in their provision that will come, right? I just confidence in their calling or the path and the journey they're on. There's this peace that overwhelms as a result. I believe it, it gives, it, it gives access to uh, new levels of potential and new levels of freedom. Mm. I love it. No, I love it. And again, I think that just drives home. We, 
this is not about self-promotion. This not for a okay. moment is this like, let's just help this person here feel a little happier uh, and a little better about that station they're in. That's going to be absolutely part of it. But there is this God piece that I don't think we can deny that changes this entire equation for the woman of faith on this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I know our time is kind of drawn to a close. If you could, and oh my gosh, it's probably not even a fair question to throw at you, but if you could give two to three takeaways for somebody who's like, Man, I-, I want some of what they're talking about. I want to yeah. start to consider how to put some things into action. Where could she start? on this journey toward greater personal confidence. I love it. My first thing is a, is a prayer. One of the things that changed for me is when actually when I was dating my husband and he offered me this thought, he, he said, I want to, I'm going to start praying this for you. And I want you to start praying that you would start to see yourself the way God sees you ask for God to give you your, his eyes for, for him to, to borrow my eyes for the, anyone. And that's a prayer for anybody that says like, get the, how do we have confidence? I have confidence because I now see myself the way God sees me. And I'm like, oh, well then if I, if he delights in me, I can Mm. move forward and and drop a lot of the drama. Right. So that's one, I think that's a, for those who relate with that kind of pressure and not feeling enough and, and unworthiness, that would be that second thing is to really start journaling. We didn't have any time to talk about that today, but I really believe journaling is the simplest tool and it can take less than three minutes to help you start to see and take hold of your thoughts. You know, we know the, oh, no, the verse take, take your thoughts captive. I always read that. and was like, cool. How? And now I have the answer journaling and then, the, and learning how to talk back and have authority mm. with words. And then to really start to say, I think the other thing is to, to put into action today is to make a decision to be brave. Like I said, I think I call confidence and courage kind of like, um, they could be cousins. I call them besties or cousins and go, all right, if I were to have more courage, because sometimes we, we get confidence by taking action mm-hmm. and in order to take action, you got to feel courageous. And I think another, it, it's the question of like, Lord, where do you want me to have courage today? The courage to make a difference, the courage to be kind to the, to someone unkind, the courage to speak up for those without a voice, to speak up for the right thing, for what you've put on my heart, the courage to hear the prompting of the Holy spirit and go talk to the stranger, even though I feel weird doing it, what, whatever it may be. But I think as you, as you work on your courage, your confidence will elevate as well. So good. So good. Yep. The call to be brave um, yeah. and courageous as he calls us higher. All right. Yeah. Well, Trish, I cannot even thank you enough for taking time. I know you My are pleasure. so I always enjoy talking to you always. Um, I want, and, and probably even more than you taking some time today is, is just a thanks for what you're doing for women around the globe who have been encumbered by this self-doubt or this limiting thoughts and just the resourcing you're providing to help them step out from under them. So for our listeners, I really want to encourage you to check out Trish Blackwell at the College of Confidence, as well as her weekly podcast, the Confidence Podcast, really good. And she has so much to offer uh, that woman who wants to progress in her capacity to not only engage life, but to help others do the same. So Trish, Thanks for your time today. Love hanging out. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast, wherever you stream your podcasts. Be sure to check out today's show notes for more resources, links, and helpful tools on today's topic. You can find these resources and more on our website at www.growthpointperspective.com. 
If this podcast has been at all impactful for you or someone you know, let us know. Leave us a review or send it to a friend who might need to hear about today's topics. And if you have any questions or an episode idea for us, or you want to get in contact with our team, email hello at growthpointperspective.com. Until next time, friends, go climb fierce.